This is the Swan Song Financial Show with Kevin and Michael Anthony from Golden Years Financial Advisors. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Kevin and Michael provide their clients and prospects with the information they need regarding social security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful strategies to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is the Swan Song Financial Show with Kevin and Michael Anthony. Well, hello and welcome back to the Swan Song Financial Show. My name is Kevin Anthony. And I'm Michael Anthony. We're from Golden Years Financial Advisors. And as always, if you'd like to hear uh, more information on our past shows or have questions on this show, uh, you can access at our website at goldenyears-advisors.com or just give us a call, 574-968-SWAN. That's 574-968-7926. Again, you can access with uh, on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Spotify. Please don't hesitate to reach out to us and uh, maybe set up a face-to-face meeting if there's information we're going to talk about that you'd like more information on. And today's one of those days, Michael. Today we're talking about uh, Medicare and uh, sort of your guide for Medicare. And man, I, oh man, I can't wait. I'm, I'm in the, just shaking in my seat right now. I can barely stay seated. Can't wait. Well, there's a lot of information, isn't there? And I know, uh, Michael, this is going to be good for you to sort of be asking me questions. Uh, my background, I first started presenting Medicare plans in 1983. So uh, I have a little bit of experience here. And I've seen a lot of changes. <laughs> that is more years than how old I am, as a matter of fact. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go. So this can be good for you to be able to sort of host this here and ask me questions because you might be coming from where some other folks are sort of confused about Medicare and how it works. And, you know, there's no shortcomings when it comes to uh, the amount of things that move within Medicare now and what to do to be able to consider it for uh, your retirement planning and how it fits in there. So we're going to, we should have a good show here today. We're going to call this your guide to Medicare. All right. That sounds good to me. Uh, Let's dive right on in. So tell me why, why is it important to have a retirement strategy and how does Medicare play a role in that process? Because clearly you started off in the Medicare field. You've been doing Medicare this entire time, but now we focus a lot on retirement planning. So how do they go together and why? Yeah, that's a great question, Michael. The things have changed. Like we've talked about in the past, what we've done 20 years ago, 25 years ago, 30 years ago, even in these situations, those things have changed. And it used to be Medicare was a fairly simple concept uh, and it was not a lot of uh, changing parts to it. Hmm. But when it comes to your retirement plans today, we talk about the importance of knowing what and have knowing what your income plan is throughout retirement making sure you have the right kind of cash flow. And when it comes to financial issues, healthcare costs and healthcare needs are probably one of the biggest areas when you walk into retirement with concern and a job of a good retirement analysis and retirement income plan is make sure that those concerns are addressed and they fit into your retirement income. And Medicare is a big deal with that. Very interesting. That that definitely kind of makes sense. So how does understanding Medicare play into this then? Well, first of all, just a good broad range. And again, we're going to talk 
you know, not in spe- total specifics today. Uh, we're going to talk general overview when it comes to Medicare. But Medicare provides health insurance for three particular groups. The one people know the most is the people that are over the age of 65. There's also those, a group of people that have certain disabilities or diseases. And there's also those that are uh, disabled. Now, here's a stat for you, though. According to ARP, A-A-R-P, 44 million people are currently enrolled in Medicare. And that number is expected to jump in the next 10 years to around 79 to 80 million people. And the interesting is uh, of that 44 million, a little over half are between the ages of 65 and 74. Well, having an effective Medicare strategy often addresses either protecting assets and uh, in, in savings from Medicare costs or medical costs or the aspect of depleting them. So it's really important to understand how Medicare coverage works within your portfolio because you don't want to be depleting assets at the expense of not protecting them. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, that absolutely makes sense to me. And healthcare is quite expensive. So it sounds like it must play a key role in retirement. Yeah, it really does. It really does. And understanding Medicare uh, is an important thing. We want to be able to protect against the catastrophic. Uh, but at the same point in time, and like with any health insurance, you don't, you don't necessarily need coverage that pays for every little thing. You want to maybe cost share a little bit, keep premiums down, but protect against the catastrophic areas. And we can do that with Medicare. Yeah, that definitely makes sense to me. And I'm curious, and I'm sure we'll figure out a little bit more what you mean by, you know, filling some of those holes, it sounds like. So let's fly at 3,000 feet right now. Can you give us an explanation of Medicare? Yeah, I think that's a great place to start, especially since we're discussing Medicare. (laughs) So Medicare is a federal insurance program uh, that people have and they've paid into over the course of their career. It's broke down into four different parts. And this is where some things can start moving right here. You got Part A and Part B, which were the original Medicare. And then years ago, there was Part C and Part D that were added on as additional coverage. So let's just start from the beginning and start with Part A, because we're going to teach Michael what Medicare is all about. Are we going to follow with B and then C and then D? And I think that might be a good way to go. The rest of my ABCs, perhaps? (laughs) (laughs) At least you know A through D, so that's good. (laughs) I learned it from my father. (laughs) There you go. So Part A of Medicare is is hospital insurance, and we're going to keep this as basic as we can. So... Part A is covering those charges that are coming from the hospital that are you know medically necessary, things as hospital stays. It also covers uh, skilled nursing facilities, hospice, and some other limited healthcare services, but we're gonna primarily focus on Part A hospital coverage, okay? Uh-huh. And most people don't pay a premium for the Part A, all right? But that doesn't mean that there's no cost associated with it. So when you sign up for your Part A of Medicare, There is no premium typically. Again, there are exceptions to this, but typically no premium with it. But again, that doesn't mean that there's not some gaps. First of all, if you go into a hospital, the first in 2020, the first $1,408 you pay out of your own pocket. That's called the deductible. After the deductible, Medicare covers 100% of the hospital bills for the first 60 days. Okay. uh, Which again, most people 
are not in over those 60 days. That's called a benefit period. But if you do go over those 60 days, like 61 to 90, there's a copay, okay, that you'll start paying out of your pocket. But we're going to talk to the normality. And the normality is a person walks into the hospital, $1,408 comes out of their pocket, and Medicare steps in and pays the rest of the bill up to the first 60 days. All right. All right. That makes sense. So I go in, I have to pay a little bit, and then boom, Medicare steps in and covers the rest for the first 60 days only though. Yeah. First 60 days. And then you get into a copay, um, okay. you know, that like I say, it doesn't happen a lot, but the things when we sit down and talk specifically about the plans, we'll, we'll outline those. So again, Medicare does a pretty good job in the hospital. You could have a hundred thousand dollar bill in the hospital and literally have 1408 out of your pocket as the part a deductible. All right. And then part A does cover skilled care. So we're going to touch a little bit on skilled care. And again, it, skilled care is narrowly defined. All right. It is a particular care. There's custodial, intermediate, and skilled care in a nursing home facility. Skilled care is typically where it comes in play is rehab care. Person in the hospital comes out of the hospital, has to go to rehabilitation. Uh, they have to be in a skilled, skilled care facility. And they also have to be in a designated skilled care bed. If that happens, the first 20 days, uh, Medicare picks that up. Okay. Let's say it's rehab. Medicare picks it up for the first 20 days. After that, it's $176 per day deductible for days 21 to 100. And then after the 100th day, you pay 100% of the cost. So again, for rehab, if you're in for say 50 days, Medicare is going to pick up the first 20 days. You're going to have $176 deductible for the next 30, 30 days. Uh, but if you do go over 100 days, you have 100% on the pocket. So Part A, not too bad. Again, primarily hospital deductible is what most people incur, the Part A deductible. Okay. So <clears throat> that's a lot of really good information. But just generally speaking, Part A, hospital, and a little bit of skilled nursing care for rehab purposes. Perfect. Okay. Perfect. Awesome. So part A deals with hospital services. So what about part B then? Yeah, part B, and we're going down the alphabet there, Michael. Part B is a medical insurance. You know, as I typically will explain it in generality, anything charged outside of the hospital could be x-rays, lab tests, radiology, outpatient surgery. These things are going to fall under part B. All right. And uh, under part B, you pay the first $198, which is referred to the Part B deductible. After that Part B deductible, Medicare uh, has what they call an approved amount. Medicare pays 80% of the approved amount. So you're going to be responsible for 20% of the approved amount, plus any overcharges that could happen if a doctor doesn't take what they call assignment. So your gaps in Part B will be that first $198. 20% of what Medicare approves for the hospital bill. So that's kind of like a co-insurance that most people have with their major medical plans, right? Yeah, exactly. Okay. Exactly. And then 100% over what is not approved by Medicare if the doctor does not take assignment. Most doctors do, okay. but you still have some that do not. So that's where the gaps really come into when a person has uh, medical bills into retirement. Part A has a little bit of a gap with a deductible. Part B has a deductible. And then there's a coinsurance amount. And then again, when somebody doesn't have assignment on their medical bill, they could they could incur greater expenses over and, uh, over and above that approved amount. So that's where Very Medicare, yeah, that's where Medicare supplements start coming in. People want to supplement that Medicare program 
and they are able to purchase supplements from a private insurance company. And these are the traditional Medicare supplements or sometimes called Medigap plans. Um, these are, I have plan G, plan N. I call them the alphabet plan. Make that simple. Okay, I call them the <laughs> alphabet plan. They are referring to a supplement to their Medicare programs. So one thing though, I hope that clears up part B a little bit with medical expenses, but one thing we want to cover on part B is you pay a premium for part B. It's typically $144.50 here in 2020. All right. However, that however, is, yeah, there's always a however, is there not? Figure that. Yeah, figure that. <laughs> if you have an income, because this is an income-based premium for part B. Okay. okay. Income-based premium. If you're an individual with an income of over 87000 or if you're married, 174000 you are going to have an extra charge, an extra tax, a surcharge. I mean, anytime you hear the word surcharge, Michael, that means tax, right? Uh, okay. You get this? Okay. Um, so we call it, they call it a surcharge, make it feel a little bit better, but it's an extra tax on those that have the greater income. And, and those surcharges will be anywhere from 40% to 240% on top of your 144.50. Jeez, that's, yeah. uh, that's quite a bit. Yeah, they'll go dollar amounts. They'll go from $57 to an extra $347 per month on top of the 144.50. So again, tax planning, we're coming back to that. Income planning, if, you, you know, if you're over those thresholds, uh, this is an area that people need to address. And we, we look at that all the time, okay? Okay, we, yeah, absolutely. Um. Quick question before we go on, because I, I was thinking of I'm comparing this to like a major medical policy. Is there a max out of pocket when it comes to Plan B? Yeah, there's really not. Okay, okay. there's really not when you talk about Medicare Plan B in and of itself. Okay. There's really no maxes Part A, Part B. So let me guess. That's when the Medigap and uh, everything else we're about to explain comes into play. Yeah, that's where all that stuff oh, comes. All right, in. perfect. You see how long how well I'm keeping track here? You're following really well. All right, awesome though. That that is a lot of information, but kind of to recap. Part A typically covers for the hospital, and it sounds like Part B pretty much covers for most things outside of the hospital to make it really black and white. Is that about it? That's it. Oh, awesome. Well, it looks like we're kind of coming to the end of this segment before we kind of start diving in a little bit deeper on the next parts coming up. Um, So do you have any kind of comments before we continue? No, I would just say if you uh, have questions, if a person has questions out there and they want to contact us, again, 574-968-SWAN, S-W-A-N, which stands for sleep well at night, or send us an email or get on our website. It's uh, goldenyears-advisors.com. So love to hear from you. All right. So this has actually been a pretty great show, Kevin. I've actually learned quite a bit and that's Clearly pretty important because I've been focusing on a lot of other aspects of when it comes to retirement planning. And I know some of the next steps I'm going to take are being involved in Medicare a little bit. So I definitely appreciate you sitting down and teaching me a little bit about this. Sure. So now that we've already discussed parts A and B, um, maybe we should start talking a little bit about the additional coverage when it comes to C and D. Let's start with part C. How about that? Uh, that's a good place keep it, to keep start. Keep it going right down the alphabet. <laughs> yeah. So part C, which is, it, it is an interesting part C is the, uh, it's called Medicare Advantage plans. All right. What, what a broad range of things because you got hospital coverage, you got under part A, medical coverage under part B. And when we get to part D, that's prescription drug coverage. But they threw this thing in there called part C. 
which is Medicare Advantage plans. Now, Medicare Advantage plans work a lot different. This is when it comes to uh, comparison between a Medicare supplement, original Medicare and a Medicare supplement. Part C is an alternative to that. It's called a Medicare Advantage plan. Uh, these Advantage plans are offered by private insurance companies. Uh, many offer some additional benefits that are not under your supplemental plans, such as routine dental, vision, hearing. Uh, and in some cases, these premiums could be extremely low, extremely low. Fact is out in the marketplace, you'll start hearing you know, these premiums of $15, $18, $0. You, there's a lot of information out there, but when they're doing this, when you're hearing this, it's talking about Medicare Advantage plans. Now, the difference in an Advantage plan, uh, they, are, they do have networks. So you have to stay within a particular network. When okay. you're under original Medicare part and part A and a supplemental, coverage, you know, the alphabet plan, like I referred to those, you can go to any doctor. There is no network. So advantage plans, you got to know that you are, you do, you are in the confines of a network. And most of these networks are fairly broad, uh, but there is a network. And again, premiums can be pretty low, but you do also have co-pays. So your cost sharing now is going to be co-pays, maybe $15 at a doctor's office, maybe $40 for a specialist, maybe a $300 copay when you're in the hospital for a first five or six days. You're going to cost share, but this bill is going to go directly to the private insurance company to, to pay the bill. So real quickly, if I may, under the supplemental plans, Medicare, when you're at a doctor's office under a regular traditional Medicare plan supplement, like a plan G, I'll just use that, the doctor would file with Medicare. Medicare then would file with a supplemental company. All right. If you have an advantage plan, the doctor does not file with Medicare. You still have to continue part A and part B, but that bill goes now directly to the Medicare advantage plan. And then you pay part of the copay. So they can get a little confusing in some of those steps in there. But there again, that's where you need to talk to an independent uh, agent and advisor to sit down and sort of walk through some of these particular options. Yeah, it sounds pretty important to sit down with somebody that actually knows what they're speaking about. I mean, just from what you were saying, it sounds like there's a few different networks. There's multiple different companies and organizations. And they, I mean, I'm, I'm sure every company and organization is a little bit different to cover different doctors, right? That seems like it could get a little complicated for one individual to handle all themselves, especially saying they were 64 literally a month ago and they had no idea what Medicare really was. And then they have a thousand companies send them something. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, in our organization, we will compare all the plans that are available in the area and make sure that, you know, doctors and specialists are considered in those coverage options because there are a lot of different uh, plans there. But uh, definitely with a Medicare Advantage plan, seek out some professional assistance and help. Uh, you want to take a look at, you know, again, networks and, and also with Advantage plans. Uh, we're going to roll into Part D here, but a lot of these Advantage plans also also covered, per, cover the, all these Advantage plans also cover prescription drugs within that low premium. Very interesting. Well, we're going to have to dive into that a little bit, but I mean, when it comes to these Advantage plans and having someone that knows what they're talking about and having a lot of options, I I mean, having that peace of mind of knowing that my doctor would be in network before making a decision and having to find a new doctor <laughs> would be fantastic. No one likes to start over with a new doctor. Um, That's true. So let's dive into Medicare Part D. Yeah, absolutely. And then we'll summarize some things here at the end, too. So Part D, simple enough, D stands for prescription drug coverage. D drug. I can D, remember that. You got that. that one. Okay. And it's... It, 
Prescription drug coverage, again, comes through the private sector, okay? We have uh, Medicare-approved insurance companies that provide for prescription drug coverage. Most important thing to know about prescription drug coverage is every company has its own formulary, and that is their prescription drug list. So when you hear the word formulary, that is an individual company's prescription drug list. And in that drug list, there's probably, oh, I'm gonna probably be four, five, six tiers or you have generics and brand names and specialty drugs, and you need to know where your prescription drugs fall on that formulary. And these formularies can change every year. So again, important to keep in mind that what may be on formulary this year could change with that same company and maybe not be on formulary or be treated differently. So this prescription drug plans have a deductible that goes with them on standalone prescription drug plans. So if you have a Medicare supplement, again, the alphabet plan, you have to have a prescription drug plan to go along with that. If not, there's a penalty that's associated with it if you don't take it out in time. But typically in those prescription drug plans like that, you have a deductible and then you cost share with co-pays. Okay. Okay. That makes sense? Yeah, it does. But man, it, it can really, that formulary can change every year. Yes, it can. And sometimes we've had experience here with our clients that we, every year we work with them, their prescription drug plans that one year their prescriptions on the plan and the next year it's not. And that's a big deal that you need to know. Wow. You need to know in time so you can make changes if you need to make changes. Man. So it sounds like there are a number of coverage gaps from hospital coverage to medical coverage. And especially it sounded like prescription drugs that people really need to pay attention to and address so they're not worried about potential excessive medical costs. What input do you have to help address this type of concern? Yeah, and Michael, I guess the input I would get again is just making sure that you sit down with an independent agent, primarily I would say an independent advisory agent, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna share a little bit about why this needs to be integrated with your retirement plan. You just It's just not a shot in the dark, oh, I want this coverage or that coverage. You have to know how it fits in your retirement plan. And for clarification, again, uh, Medicare policies, Medicare policies come in a, um, for clarification, again, I want to hit Medigap policies, which are supplemental policies, are used in conjunction with original Medicare, okay? And Medicare Advantage plans, I want to hit that one more time, are basically used by a private, or not basically, gosh dang. Whereas a Medicare Advantage plan is meant to provide you with Medicare benefits through private means. All right. So does that make some sense there? Yeah. Okay. Original Medicare, you have a supplement, you have a prescription drug plan that goes with it. Medicare Advantage plan, you, you still you still are paying your premiums, okay, but the bill's not going to Medicare. All right. It's going to a private going institution. Going to a private institution, and typically that covers uh, a prescription drug plan within that particular plan. Again, look for copays out-of-pocket cost, and how those things fit into your retirement plans. All right. So how can you help clients and prospects determine whether a particular Medigap policy or an Advantage plan is right for them then? Yeah. You know, Michael, just just like we do with our planning here, it's, it's sort of the same concept. We get in, we talk, we identify goals, objectives, these things, and then we design a plan that fits. And again, we, we need to look at things like, do they need dental? Do they need vision? Because uh, again, Medicare uh, Medicare does not provide benefits for those things or hearing aids. Medicare supplements do not provide benefits for dental, vision, hearing aids. 
Medicare Advantage plans do. So again, we need to know what kind of coverage the client's looking for. And in addition to that, we need to sort of know what their goals and objectives are. Are they going to do a lot of traveling or are they going to stay put here in the area? So what's the network going to look like and how that network fits into their primary care physician and their uh, specialist that they go to? What hospitals do they want to go to? That Do they want flexibility to go to any hospital they choose? Or does a network uh, work for them? Uh, again, a premium is a big deal. Yeah, uh, it really sounds like part of that is knowing whether someone's disciplined in their savings or spending habits as well, because it sounds like premium is a big deal. And one of those options, I think you were talking about the Advantage plans, seem like there are some low premiums, but there is lots of copays and, you know, the opposite on the opposite end of the spectrum. So that seems pretty important. Yeah. Premium, Michael, I appreciate you touching base on that for clarification, too. And I I would say this from um, our advice standpoint um, over the years, when people have, uh, and again, we have people involved with Medicare supplements, we have people involved with Advantage plans and standalone prescription drugs, whatever works for that person, we try to provide that on an independent advisory and agent basis. But one thing I do talk about to people when they do take an Advantage plan, because again, it could be significant premium savings, but you're going to have co-pays is to just be disciplined and maybe take, say, say you're paying $250 a month for a supplement and a prescription drug plan. And you go to a a $50 a month advantage plan and you have a $200 a month savings in premium, take that savings and put it aside. And you know, I, I always say a dedicated account. Now it's not a health savings account. You can't have those things, but just a separate account, separate your funds. And then when you get your copay, so you're saving in that example, you know, $2,500 a year. But when you have your copays, take them out of that account. Do that savings for probably three to five years, and you'll have enough in that account for a sort of a catastrophic year, which you can get if you go into the hospital and you have larger copays. So be careful when you take an advantage plan. Make sure you're not spending that savings, sort of like what we talked about in all the COVID and the CARES Act and the student loans and people not paying on student loans and now we're getting ready to start paying on student loans again. Don't spend that money that that you can't afford to be spending. Make sure you're not getting into a situation where also, nah, I've spent all that money. Now I have a $5,000 bill. So premium, thank you for hitting yeah. on that. So it sounds like there's pros and cons to about everything and it has to be individualized. It definitely does. And prescription utilization and doctors traveling, like I said, there's a lot of factors to consider. But let me just bullet point a couple of things here and we'll conclude, uh, Michael, when it comes to Medicare, Medicare planning and retirement planning. Sounds good. Yeah. There's also some other regulating factors to be aware of uh, when it comes to uh, changing a Medicare supplement. There's certain times of the year, uh, Medicare supplement to an Advantage plan or an Advantage plan to a Medicare supplement. There's rules that regulate these things. Of course, you have your initial election period when a person turns 65 or they get, or they may be older than 65 and get off group insurance. And one of the one of the things that's probably the most popular, which is getting ready to take place right now, is this thing called the annual election period, which is October 15th through December the 7th. And we're gearing up big time here, of course, for that. Um, and that's when people can make changes to their Advantage plans, to their prescription drug plans. If they want to go from a Medicare supplement to an Advantage plan, they can do that. Um, so this is a big time, big period uh, where it works to be working with a professional advisor. Um, finally, if I can go back to that, I'm going to finish on that about working with a uh, professional consultation and with a professional advisor, uh, independent agent. All right. You need to communicate your goals and concerns to the professional you're working with. Remember, Medicare medical planning is a very significant in your overall retirement income plan. 
and should be coordinated by the advisor that is being assistance to you in developing that overall plan. I think that only makes sense. So I'd be thrilled. I'm absolutely thrilled that here at our practice, we assist our clients with coordinating their medical coverage and premium structure into their overall income plan. I couldn't agree more. It's very important. Yeah, it absolutely is. And we're, we're not only out, we're not out there just to sell a policy, Michael, you know, uh, without the understanding, the importance and the impact that that decision makes on the retirement plan. Again, that's why we use the word swan, sleep well at night, work with an advisor, an independent agent. This is just an overview on Medicare and the parts to it. Hopefully it's helped a little bit. What I want to be able to motivate people to say, hey, get with a professional, talk a little bit more about this and talk to them about your goals and your concerns and have a program that's designed specifically for you. Well, thanks so much, Kevin. I mean, I'm, we're going to go ahead and wrap up, but thank you so much for your expert input. I mean, honestly, wow, like there, there's a lot that really goes into this. So thank you so much for that. And thanks for doing this show for us today. And uh, this has been another fantastic episode. So if anybody has any questions about your financial strategy, I encourage you to reach out to us at our website, which is goldenyears-advisors.com or just feel free to give us a call at 574-968-7926. That's 574-968-SWAN. We would love to help answer or give you advice about any of your questions or concerns. So this concludes the show for the day. This is the Swan Song Financial Show, and I'm Michael Anthony. And I'm Kevin Anthony. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to the Swan Song Financial Show. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Kevin and Michael Anthony at Golden Years Financial Advisors. Call 574-968-7926 or visit them online at goldenyears-advisors.com. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Advisory services are offered by Golden Years Financial Advisors, Inc., a registered investment advisor in the state of Indiana. Insurance products and services are offered through Golden Years Planning Services, Inc. and Anthony Financial Services affiliated companies. Kevin Anthony, Michael Anthony, Golden Years Financial Advisors, Inc. and Anthony Financial Services are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency.